Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 22nd day of July in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm going to be talking about how polls and other measures of popular acceptability and obvious ineptitude just keep getting worse for Joe Biden and the Democrats as the approval numbers for President Biden threaten the 20s, thus the title of this report. I'm sure you've heard the expression, just when you think it can't get any worse, it does. CNN has traditionally been kinder to President Biden than any other network, even through its polling. But now that seems to have changed. The New York Times is the gatekeeper for what the American media is permitted to say about Democrat politicians. And in a recent article and follow-up piece, the Times opened the floodgates of criticism of the president, the Times article said he's too old, he shuffles, his age prop him up, etc. You know the story. This article was a directive that it's now open season on Joe Biden. There has been numerous criticism from the Democrat Party's mouthpiece since then. We can't win with him, and so we have to let him go. Therefore, you are permitted to openly critique him, is what the article was saying, if one reads between the lines. Even the First Lady appears to have been given the word, and she did an interview where she said he had so many good things in mind, but the current problems got in the way. Stories of his wife and other staffers giving him pills to get through public appearances, etc., have appeared as well. The scary thing for the Democrats, and I argue for the country, is that the country seems to be dividing along class lines, and the traditional lines of party support have reversed those who used to be assumed Loyal Democrats are apparently tired of being taken for granted and are turning to the Republicans in droves. Let's look at the most recent CNN survey. It shows President Biden with the lowest approval rating at this point in the presidency in the survey's history. It's a rating that is edging ever closer to the roaring 20s. President Biden has his problems, as did President Carter with the Iran hostage issue Double-digit inflation left over from the Vietnam War and the Great Society programs, but Biden has sunk even lower in the CNN poll than Carter. President Carter's approval rate at this point in his presidency was 42%, according to CNN, but President Biden is at 38%. Keep in mind, this poll is from the very generous and very friendly polling services of CNN. President Biden has no Mueller investigation, no Iran hostage situation to grease the skids to the bottom. So he has had to rely on his own efforts to get there. Just on a brief inventory, he has taken a booming economy and turned it into successive quarters of negative growth, meeting the classic definition of recession. Spending and giveaway stimulus in response to COVID and other federal boondoggles Helped inflation to explode, and now it's calculated at 9.1%. No relief in sight. His disastrous retreat from Afghanistan, leaving behind almost $100 billion worth of high-tech weapons for the Taliban, causing the deaths of 13 Americans while abandoning many others. He promised to turn Saudi Arabia into a pariah during his campaign, but there he was, fist-bumping the crown prince. Personally, I would never have promised to turn any nation into a pariah. That kind of rhetoric can do nothing useful except perhaps energize some of your base. And if elected, you just might need something that country's selling, like oil. I almost forgot to mention that he inherited a country which was completely energy independent. America was a net exporter of energy and did not have to go to ideological enemies 
with its head in its hand. He quickly turned that into a country completely dependent on the goodwill or avarice, depending on the circumstance of others. He then imposed economic sanctions on many of the others, including Russia, where much of the energy necessary in this world comes from. If American production is shut down, that is. My listeners can correct me, but I know of no foreign policy successes from the Biden presidency. He has bound our hands behind their back. He's bankrupting our businesses and our citizens, and obviously I'm not the only one to notice these things. Most importantly, he appears to be in severe cognitive decline. That must also be apparent to other countries. They see this man. They know he's no threat. He cannot act. Russia, China, Iran are all establishing bases right in our hemisphere, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and, of course, Cuba, all hosting and forward staging troops and weapons from our enemies are those we have intentionally made enemies of. According to CNN, just 31% say that Biden has the right priorities. Working people have to get to work by definition telling them to buy a $75,000 electric car if they can find one, which needs a new $14,000 battery every 70,000 miles does not endear him to working people, neither does soaring food prices when they learn. He is forcing this on us intentionally. He really provokes outrage. His border policies or lack of policies may be designed to appeal to Hispanics, but it's had the opposite effect. Hispanics are turning from Democrats across the country. When people are hungry, they can't buy gas. Their thoughts are not on climate change or even abortion. Instead, their thoughts are on feeding their families and having some degree of hope for the future. The fact is true across most demographics. As Democrat candidates are learning the hard way, the breakdowns across demographic lines must be terribly discouraging for those who have taken working-class people for granted for so many years. From the CNN survey, job approval, 38% approved, 62% do not. Handling of the economy and inflation, 25 to 74 um, that one is in the roaring 20s right now. He has the right priorities versus he doesn't pay enough attention to most important problems, 31 to 68. Now let's look at the demographic breakdown with the question of job approval. Average is 38 to 62. Among males, it's 33 to 66. Females, 33 to 67. White people in general, 42 to 58. African-Americans, 57 to 43. Hispanics, Hispanics folks, 38 to 60. Non-college educated, 32 to 68. College educated, 48 to 52. White non-college educated, 24 to 76. White college educated, 47 to 53. Absolutely atrocious numbers, but for some reason. African-Americans who have been hurt as badly as any other group are still above water with them. The average drop in approval rating down to 57% is far down, however, from the usual 90% approval for Democrats. Where then? Where then does his strength come from, if anywhere? Where? From college-educated white liberals, although the numbers are falling, from African-Americans as well. Who is turning from him in record numbers? Working people who have not had the benefit of college indoctrination especially Hispanics. People of Hispanic descent are quite often pro-life because they're Catholic, or at least they come from that tradition. They work for a living. They have families. Polls show repeatedly that they don't even approve of this open border policy. Working-class voters and Hispanic voters are polling very similarly on issues that are normally high on the progressive list, and the polls are not in the Democrats' favor. 
Echelon Polling Services did polls by asking four questions, but for brevity of this report, I will give you only three of them. The first question is a statement. America is not the greatest country in the world versus America is the greatest country in the world. The progressives say by a vote of 66 to 28 that America is not the greatest country. Hispanics say the opposite by 70 to 23, working class voters 69 to 23. The second question, racism is built into our society, including into its policies and institutions, versus racism comes from individuals who hold racist views. Progressives say America is a racist country by a vote of 94 to 6, while Hispanics are the opposite, 58 to 36, as are working class people 57 to 33. Third question. The government should deal with illegal immigration by making it easier to immigrate to the U.S. legally versus the government should deal with illegal immigration by increasing border security and enforcement. Progressives favor open borders by a vote of 97 to 2, while Hispanics are split 44 in favor of making it easier, 47 in favor of more security, with working-class voters favoring security, 58 to 32. The best example of Hispanics rejecting the Democrat agenda is Mayor Flores, elected to Congress in a special election in a long-term Democrat district down in South Texas. Her opponent in the November regular election, Vincente Gonzalez, has admitted paying a blogger to print racist, sexist ads about her, referring to her as, quote, Miss Friolis and Miss Enchiladas, end quote. Many of his comments were too vile, too sexual to mention here. Gonzalez offered a half-hearted apology, tried to deny knowing about the content, although he had previously admitted hiring the blogger. She responded by telling him he should reconsider and resign. Democrats and their globalist allies are not going to allow Hispanic Americans to escape the plantation so easily. From the New York Post, quote, a major effort by Democrats to recover lost ground among Hispanics by purchasing Spanish language radio stations is stirring up opposition in Miami, where Cuban exiles describe it as an attempt to stifle conservative voices, end quote. The Latino Media Network, which is buying 18 radio stations in 10 U.S. cities, where the largest number of Hispanic listeners live. The media group has raised $80 million from high-profile investors, but the debt is financed by Lake Star Finance LLC, a company affiliated with globalist George Soros. Republicans in Florida have been critical and are undoubtedly concerned about losing the largest, most popular Spanish-language station in the country, known as Radio Mambi, Mambi. Democrats raise the issue of disinformation, point to their dissatisfaction with the way Mambi reported on the January 6th incident. In other words, if you do not agree with me, I will find some way to shut you up. The conservative hosts of the Spanish-speaking stations say they are either, are either being let go or forced out in some other way. The ones who don't care about that take the Soros money. It's really a shame about Radio Mambi, though. It was formed during the Reagan years with some federal help at a time when Reagan was trying to win the Cold War. We know the result of his anti-communist efforts. Mambi still gets federal funding to broadcast its shows into Cuba for one hour after midnight each morning. Cuba tries to jam the signal. So the battle continues, but now I wonder if the Cuban communists will be as adverse to the Soros message 
The group still must file with the FCC to transfer the license, but with a Democrat-run FCC, that should not be a problem. There will be a public comment period where hopefully all those Cubans who escaped Castro's paradise will voice their opinions. Should the sale be approved, it will become final and official sometime in late 2023. Owned by the communists or owned by a Soros-financed political party, they might not see much of a difference. Finally, folks, it appears that everything this administration has touched has been an abject failure. In Democrat eyes, though, the failure is that Biden is so bad he might keep them from holding on to power to prevent that. They must remove him somehow. But as Victor Davis Hanson recently said, quote, removing an inept messenger does not change a disastrous message, end quote. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening. <laughs>